Welcome to Beside the Burn, Friday the 3rd of December. We're on day 10 of our adventure through the book of Ruth and we're at the end of another week. I hope that you've been enjoying the reading so far and uh, we've got a little break Saturday and Sunday. Maybe go back and look over some of the readings that you find helpful. Maybe uh, catch up if you've missed any of them. And uh, today we're going to be looking at verses 10 to 13. And Robin today, in reading number 10, is uh, drawing our attention to Santa Claus. And an awful lot of people treat God like a divine Santa Claus. Santa is someone who can fulfil all your wishes, someone who can give you great things. But there's a key thing with Santa Claus that you've got to make sure that you are good. Santa checks whether you've been naughty or nice. And if you've been naughty, then the threat is that the good gifts will not come. And you've got to amend your behaviour and become good enough to deserve Santa's gifts. But what we're going to find today is that that is not the way that God works. Even though it's a very convenient way to try and describe God and try and describe salvation, it's not what we're told in the gospel. Because the gospel at its very heart is the fact that we can never be good enough to receive God's blessing. We can never be good because we are naturally naughty, we're naturally sinful, and that sin automatically excludes us from any good gift that God could ever uh, offer us. But God comes along and he still offers us the riches of his gospel, even though we're not good. Now, we like to try and make out that we've got to do something to earn that salvation, but that is not grace. We have to realise that we can never earn it. We can never be good enough. And no matter how much we amend our behaviour, it's still like just offering God filthy rags. The only way that we can receive the good news of the gospel is for God to graciously offer it to us when we do not deserve it. And unless we can get that straight in our minds, then we'll always be confused in our relationship with God. We will treat him like Santa Claus rather than a saviour. And what we're going to see today is really the heart of the gospel, what it means to be a follower of Jesus Christ. If you're trying to get onto God's good list, then that's the wrong way to go about it. So let's read from Ruth, and we're going to be reading uh, verses 10 to 13 today. And what has just happened is that Ruth has gone to the field. Boaz has appeared from Bethlehem. He's found out who she is, and then he goes to her, and he tells her that she can stay with his workers. She can drink the water that they've drawn. She'll have protection. Nobody will... Uh, will attack her in any way. So all these things have just happened. And Ruth has heard all this and it's really been quite overwhelming because Ruth realises that she doesn't deserve to be in this position. At this, she bowed down with her face to the ground. 
She asked him, why have I found such favour in your eyes that you notice me a foreigner? And that really should be our reaction to God whenever Jesus Christ offers us forgiveness of sins. Why? Jesus, why would you offer me forgiveness of sins? Why have I found such favour that you would even notice me? Because I'm just a foreigner. I'm a nobody here. I don't deserve any of this. And the danger is that sometimes we think we do deserve it. Sometimes we look around and we think we're better than the other person. We think we're better than the sinner who is a neighbour or down the road or who works with us. And we think we deserve forgiveness. But that person's really bad. They don't deserve it. But Ruth has the right attitude. She comes to Boaz and she says, why have I found such favour? And it's like that great hymn, and can it be that I should gain an interest in my Saviour's blood? Why? Why should I benefit from Jesus' blood being shed, the, the perfect Son of God being crucified, and yet I benefit. That makes no sense whatsoever. And Ruth realises it. And that is the heart of salvation, that we realise our position, that we realise how unworthy we are, that we realise that there is nothing we can do to please God and get onto his good list We are on the naughty list because we have sinned and only Jesus can take us and get rid of that sin and bring us into a right relationship with God. Boaz replied, I've been told all about what you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband, how you left your father and mother and your homeland and came to live with a people you did not know before. In other words, Boaz has heard about the declaration that Ruth has made, that she is following God now and has accepted God as her God and is now pledged to death with Naomi to be a follower of God. It's not that Boaz is repaying her for these things, but he's saying to her, look, I've seen your commitment And I realise that it's a true commitment because I can look at your actions now and see what has changed in your heart. Sometimes we view the the outward actions as, as what brings us salvation, but it's really what has happened in our hearts and that then dictates our actions. It's not the other way around. But then Boaz goes on, he 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 praises Ruth for what has happened in her life, but then he goes on to bless her. He says, may the Lord repay you for what you have done. May you be richly rewarded by the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. Now here's a beautiful picture of salvation once again in this. Under whose wings you have come to take refuge. Does that not describe what the gospel is all about? That we come to God in our desperate need, deserving nothing, and yet he offers us protection. He puts his wings around us and we take refuge in him. There's nothing that we're doing here. There's nothing that we're offering God 
that could be part of the exchange. We're just simply saying, I'm needy. And God is saying, come and I'll protect you and I'll look after you. And Boaz here is praying a blessing upon Ruth that he doesn't even realise at the moment that God is going to use him to bring about that blessing to Ruth. He's praying it, but he doesn't realise he's going to be used in the answer to the prayer. And many times that's the position we're in with our prayers. We pray for something to happen and then we realise that God wants us to be involved in the answer to that prayer. Ruth then replies to Boaz, May I continue to find favour in your eyes, my lord, she said. You have put me at ease by speaking kindly to your servant, though I do not have the standing of one of your servants. This has to be our attitude towards the gracious gospel of Jesus Christ. We need, whenever Jesus offers us forgiveness and we accept that forgiveness, we need to come with this attitude that Ruth has. May I continue to find favour in your eyes. You've put me at ease by speaking kindly, even though I do not deserve it. Sometimes whenever we're forgiven, we start to get a little bit proud. We think we've changed our lives. We think we're the ones that are able to obey. We think we're better than others who have sinned and haven't turned. But here Ruth's reaction is the reaction that all of us should have. And this beautiful picture of salvation, of being under the wings of God. Lord, how can it be that I should gain an interest in the Saviour's blood? So in a moment or two, we're going to listen to a song, The Unbelievable. And that song, uh, we, we hear the words, come and see the inconceivable. We're, we're talking about the gospel here. We're talking about the hope of Jesus Christ. Come and see what we really cannot conceive. Come and believe what is unbelievable. Believe that your sins can be forgiven. That can't really happen, can it? Yes, it can, through Jesus Christ. And there's a repeated phrase throughout this song, and you'll hear it and and, and listen to it and take it in. God has come to dwell with us. God has come to dwell with us. What a privilege. And we're told he will heal the unhealable. He will save the unsavable. God has come to dwell with us. The very fact that Boaz came to that field where Ruth was and brought her all those things, that plan of salvation, was unbelievable. But she trusted because Boaz was there with her. And today the benefits of the gospel may be unbelievable and inconceivable, but we trust them because God is with us. Let's bow together in prayer. Thank you, Lord, that we do not get what we deserve, but instead we receive your grace. We thank you that we cannot earn your salvation because, Lord, we recognize that we could never do anything that would be pleasing to you. Yet any of our good actions are just like filthy rags thrown before you. But Lord, we simply come and trust in you. We put our hope in you. And Lord, we praise you for the unbelievable in Jesus Christ. We thank you that you have come 
to dwell with us. And therefore we trust in you today. Amen.